Lifetim products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. On the TV, on the radio, and even social media, everyone has become a debater. Hotheads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be... The Master Debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I'm Dennis Foley and welcome to Master Debaters, the hollow argument special. The show where the best argument wins. Joining us this week from Energy 941, say hello to Miho. Hey Miho. Our next debater, formerly from KYGO in Denver, say hello to Guy David. Hey, Guy. Hey, guys. How are we? It's good to be back, ready for my third loss. Third Uh time's a charm. Yeah, sure. And our third debater, let's say hello from San Antonio sports star, James Pledger. Hello, James. It's so spooky with the intro. Oh, we got uh, lots of tricks and treats. Boudoons. Uh, coming up on the show, so I'm glad you noticed. So our uh, three debaters, they're going to be presenting arguments in an effort to try and win over our judge, who this week is Alex from Long Island, New York. Hello, Alex. Hey, Dennis. How's it going? Good. Now, Alex's job will be to analyze and critique each response our contestants give to questions that I present throughout the show, and along with asking the questions, if I hear something I don't like as the show's referee, you may hear this to warrant a penalty. <coughs> Don't make the lady scream. That's not, that's not going to be good for you. Before we get started, let's give our contestants a chance to get to know the judge a little bit better with the question. Let's start with Miho. Do you have a question for a judge, Alex? Um, do you like living on Long Island, or what is your favorite borough? Uh... Living on Long Island is pretty interesting uh, when it's not totally boring. Uh, if I had a favorite borough, uh, I don't know if I have a favorite. I have a least favorite. It's Staten Island. Okay. <laughs> Long Island is pretty interesting when it's not boring. I like that one. Uh, Guy, do you have a question for a judge, Alex? Um, Alex, if you could only live in one place in the world for the rest of your life, where would it be? Uh, good question. Uh, one place for the rest of my life, I would say probably New York. Probably New York City. Okay. Uh, Staten Island. Or L.A. <laughs> yeah, Staten Island. 
Yeah, Staten <laughs> Island. <laughs> no, not that part. <laughs> uh, and James, do you have a question for Judge Alex? Seeing as we're getting all spooky today on this special, are you wearing a Halloween costume to be as festive as the special tends to be? Am I wearing a like? Am I wearing a costume right now? Yeah. Ooh. I should have, but I, I'm not. I was not told ahead of time to wear a costume. I would have. If Dennis had asked me to, I would have. I guess it's a <laughs> fail on me. I'll take that. All right, let's play. Opening arguments on Master Debaters. Yes, it is time for opening arguments in this segment. I'm going to give each combatant a question. That combatant answers the question. Under judge, Alex will give them a score between 0 and 10 points. They will have 30 seconds for their argument, and a buzzer will let them know when that time is up. The first topic is for Miho. Kid shows up at your door, trick-or-treating for Halloween. They're either dressed up as... Actually, two kids show up. I'm sorry. Two kids show up at your door. They're trick-or-treating. One's dressed up in an amazing costume. The other, eh, a little weak on the, uh, the costume. Do they get the same amount of candy? 30 seconds. Absolutely, because it's not about the costume. It's about the experience. And they're kids, for God's sakes. Like, I'm not going to deprive a little kid of less candy. Like, it could be circumstantial. He might not have a lot of money. So, you know, I might give the kid who has less of a costume probably more candy because he probably can't afford some candy on a regular basis. So, um, but in general, I would say they get the same amount of candy because I'm not going to private kid of that alex what score do you give that zero to ten i mean that's a solid answer I, that's that's a that's an eight right there you don't you you don't you know um discriminate it's a, at a certain at a certain age it's up to the parents okay. you know how good the costume is all right guy it's your turn kid shows up at your door they don't say trick or treat do they get candy 30 seconds yeah, but their candy's downgraded. I mean, I've got different sizes. You have the fun size, you have the regular size, you have the king size. King size is for an exceptional costume, an exceptional appearance. You know, the regular size is for get a good effort. And then there's fouls. And saying, not saying trick-or-treat is a clear foul on Halloween when that's what you do every single year. So they will get their candy but it will be downgraded to a fun-sized candy, which I think is appropriate after making such a fundamental error not saying trick-or-treat at the door. All right, Alex, was there an error in the argument? What do you score, 0 to 10? That is, uh, you know, I never really thought of it that way. And, and the fact that he actually has different grades of candy uh, for each kind of uh, situation uh, means he's, you know, guy's prepared. Uh, I'm going to, that's a 9. That's a nine. Okay. James Pledger. Kid shows up at your door. And they're clearly a teenager. What do you do? 30 seconds. I give them candy and say way to go and a high five. Because Halloween is fun for all ages. I still enjoy Halloween to this day. I have a plan to dress up tomorrow at work. I have a Halloween party I'm going to at the Roo Pub on Saturday night. And I have a different costume for that one. I hold no ill will to a teenager still enjoying the fruits of trick-or-treating. 
Because let's face it, you go out, you get some free candy, and you get to pretend to be somebody else. It's a lot of fun. All right, Alex, what score do you give that zero to ten? Well, I agree with him in principle, but the teenagers, to me, would have to be in costume. If the teenagers are not in costume, then then they're just you know knocking on your door asking for candy. Um, I, I I would give him a six. Okay, well, coming up, awesome. this is the Hollow Argument Special of Masturbators, right here on KTSA. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. It is. Things are going to start getting a little creepier around here. If that's any different than any other week, but sure. Uh, we have Miho from Energy 941, Guy David, formerly of KYGO in Denver, and James Pledger of San Antonio Sports Star, all competing this week on the hollow argument special of Master Debaters. Let's keep this debate going. For argument's sake, on Master Debaters. Yes, so in this segment of the show, I'm going to give all three contestants the same question. They're all going to take their turns presenting their arguments on the topic. After their 30 seconds, our judge will give them a score between 0 and 10 for their responses. The first topic... How do you feel about a weekend Halloween versus a weekday Halloween? We're going to start with Miho, 30 seconds. Um, I'm more in favor of a weekend Halloween, um, but I constitute the weekend as like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because Sunday is a, like a school night, a work night. So I know this year it's on a Sunday. Um, yeah. Whenever, like, at least I was in college, like, weekday Halloweens were not the business. It's not fun. You got to get up for a test the next day after I've just, you know, done, like, three keg stands. Now I want to do my keg stands on the weekend. Guy, Halloween better on the weekends or the weekdays? 30 seconds. I'm all for the weekends. And I know a lot of people disagree with me on this because I've answered this question before. But if you're an adult with kids... You can take them out trick-or-treating early on a Saturday night, then give them to the mother-in-law, then mum and dad can go play and be hungover on a Sunday, eat bacon and eggs, and be all good and not worried about work. If you don't have kids, you can just go out even later and be hungover the next day and not worry about work. So give me a weekend Halloween anytime. James Pledger, weekend or weekday for Halloween? What do you prefer? 30 seconds. A weekday is difficult, so weekend is obviously the best just in terms of being inclusive for everyone, but I'm going to make the argument for a weekday, especially if you have a job or you have accrued time off, you can turn it into your own weekend and have a great time and then take that next day off with the time you've accrued and end up sleeping that day away and recovering after your Halloween shenanigans that night, because when it falls during a weekday, especially like Halloween, we don't move those around most of the time. So uh, you guys didn't bring up the argument that uh, you know a weekday may be better because, well, you don't want to spend all day giving out candy or not really knowing when to give out candy and when not to give out candy. But Alex, uh, what do you think of their argument? Zero to ten. Mm. 
you make a good point. Um, because I was thinking like it depends. Weekend Halloween is good, but Sunday Halloween that kind of sucks because you still have to go to work on Monday. But yeah, it's definitely it is a little better than like Wednesday Halloween. Uh, I'm gonna say eight. Seven, six. All right. Next topic. What is the best Halloween costume ever? We'll start with Guy. 30 seconds. Oh, that's a tough question. But I like the original 1997 horror screen movie. I'll never forget the first scene of the movie when Drew Barrymore is making the popcorn and the guy comes through the window or whatever and he has that mask which is still around 20-something years later or whatever it is, and it still haunts me to this day. I think that was the first horror movie I ever watched when I was 11 years old, and I still think that is the best costume. Scream. Scream number one is Michael. James Pledger, best costume ever, 30 seconds. Scream costume. By the way, the character's name is Ghostface. That is an excellent choice. Michael Myers... Freddy Krueger, those are all fun, but if you've got the money and you can get one of those real Iron Man suits that you can put on, I know it's an expensive ask because those things run thousands of dollars, but if you can go as Iron Man, I couldn't think of any better Halloween costume than to walk around in the Iron Man suit. It's just incredible. Who wouldn't want And Miho, best costume ever, 30 seconds. Uh, I'm a little biased here. Um, I went as a M&M like four years in a row, and it's like the most simple. You just got to throw on the thing over whatever clothes. You could be warm if you're living somewhere cold. I was living in Boise. I still got to wear my normal clothes underneath, and I was just an M&M roaming around. Everyone wanted to take a picture with an M&M. It's simple. I don't got to buy a lot of extra things. I don't got to walk around with a knife. I want to hold two beers, not one. You know, just an M&M. It's easy. <laughs> and just to be clear, you're talking about the candy, not the wrapper, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Good clarification. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, what scores do you give everyone? Zero to ten. Eight, eight, and six. Okay. Next topic. <laughs> next topic. Best and worst Halloween candy. Start with pleasure. Thirty seconds. Best Halloween candy is obviously a Reese's uh, peanut butter cup. Those are fantastic. Everybody loves them. Worst candy, either licorice, circus peanuts, or anything with coconut in it. Because you're weird if you like coconut. And black licorice is just disgusting. And circus peanuts, what are those? Just packing peanuts that they repurpose and give out on Halloween? I have no clue, but they're off. Miho, best and worst Halloween candies. 30 seconds. Uh, the king is Snickers, right? Well, I mean, there's no better candy. Like, it's universally known. Like, you get a Snickers. Everyone wants a Snickers. Um... And they got awesome commercials as well. Um, the worst candy has to be either black licorice or uh, candy corn. Like candy corn is awful. Or nerds. I hate nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And Guy, best and worst Halloween candies, 30 seconds. I lived the first half of my life in Australia, and I'm currently living the second half of my life in America, and Kit Kat is universal. Kit Kat and even Snickers. I agree with that too, but I'm going to say Kit Kat. You have them in Australia. You have them in America. Now, I'm going to upset a lot of people here. I'm probably going to get zero, but I don't care. The worst is Reese's. I never heard living in Australia, growing up until I got to America, of peanut butter in chocolate. I still don't get it to this day. I don't like the taste. I'll eat any chocolate apart from Reese's, and I'm so sorry, everybody. All right, Alex, what scores you want to give out? Zero to ten. We have actually some head-to-head battle right here on, on Reese's, so I'm curious to see what the scores are. Mm, ten, eight, and one. <laughs> Biased. <laughs> Biased. All right, next topic. You have the choice of a haunted house or a corn maze. Which do you go to? We're going to start with Miho, 30 seconds. Um, probably haunted house, uh, just because it's a more thrilling experience. Um, but it's usually shorter. Um, but yeah, haunted houses are fun. Um, I don't like being scared, per se, but... Like, when I'm in my room, I don't like being scared, like, watching a movie, but I'll go through a haunted house any day. Like, that stuff is fun. Like, corn maids are cool, but not as cool as a haunted house. That's what I think. Guy. Haunted house or corn maze? 30 seconds. Haunted house. Because haunted house, you usually follow one path and you get scared and you get out. Like, there's no other way. The most terrified I've be- ever been has been in a cord mace, so I'm not very good at that direction, geography stuff, and I get lost. So I've been legitimately lost in a core maze. It all looks the same. I completely lose my bearings, and it's terrifying. I'd much rather be in a haunted house every day where you get a few surprises, but you can get out of there. And Pledger, haunted house or corn maze? 30 seconds. It's going to be a clean sweep for the haunted houses. Haunted houses are just fun. They're fun to walk through. You bring a girl, they're scared, they jump onto you and kind of cling on. And you get to just kind of walk around and make fun of the people in costumes and try and jump scare them as well. A maze, especially in Texas, like it feels great right now. But not every Halloween feels great, and you may be stuck in the middle of a day in a maze. And by the way, the Malekith, Children of the Corn, you ever seen that movie? What you thought it will ruin you for corn mazes. All right, Alex, what Ooh. scores are you giving everyone? Zero to ten. Because it's Halloween, six, six, six. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic, Halloween. Is it supposed to be considered a fun holiday or a scary holiday? You can only pick one. Is it fun or scary? Start with Guy, 30 seconds. It's fun. You you get scared. You have a, you get frightened sometimes. But if you're a kid, you can eat all the candy in the world. And I've seen some kids literally drag back trash bags full of candy that weigh more than them. And if you're an adult, if you have a family... Anytime is an excuse to eat, drink, dress up, be a kid again, you take it. And that's what Halloween is, an excuse to have fun. Pledger, is Halloween a fun holiday or a scary holiday? 30 seconds. 
it's fun because it's scary. Haunted houses, ghouls, uh, jump scares, the scary movies that you watch on TV. It's exhilarating and it's fun. And it's fun because you get to dress up. Sometimes it's as your favorite character. Sometimes it's just to be scary in person. Uh, if you have kids, nieces, nephews, whatever, you get to take them out and they get to dress up and they're their favorite heroes you get to take them around to get candy it is absolutely fun and it's really fun because it's also scary miho is halloween intended to be a fun holiday or a scary holiday 30 seconds um i believe it's an evolution of because as a kid i was like scared and i was told the stories from my brothers my parents my grandparents you know all the the legends of like you know la llorona i'm a latino and then as you get older, it becomes fun. <clears throat> and then, like, as a f- more mature adult, it becomes, as a, again, I'm a Latino. We do Dia de los Muertos. So it becomes, like, it, uh, like a, a sentimental, like, fun. We celebrate family. So I think Halloween just evolves with the season of your life. Okay, Alex, what scores are you giving everyone? Zero to ten. I'd say nine, nine, nine. Okay, next topic. Halloween. Is it more enjoyable as a holiday as a kid or an adult? We're going to start with pleasure, 30 seconds. Having done it as both, I find it more enjoyable as an adult because you get to be a kid again in a sense. And I imagine if and when I ever have kids, I'll get to pass that fun to them and they'll get to enjoy it hopefully for the rest of their life as well because you start off and it's going out at trick-or-treating and dressing up and you get to continue doing that as a kid but then it turns into parties and drinking and celebrating with friends and family and i really just enjoy halloween miho halloween better as a kid better as an adult 30 seconds uh definitely better as a kid because like Let's say Halloween does land on a Thursday. I still got to go to work. But as a kid, I get a half day off school. We do trunk or treat. You know, I get to maybe not go to school the next day because I ate too much candy. You know, it's much better as a kid. There's so many more advantages. Like, I don't want to be hungover and go to work the next day. But as a kid, you're like, I ate too much. And they're like, all right, you're staying home. And I'll be like, cool, I got to eat more candy. And Guy, Halloween, better as a kid or better as an adult? 30 seconds. This is easy for me because I didn't experience it as a kid. I moved to America when I was 18, and you didn't really do Halloween in Australia. You might get one trick-or-treater one night, and it's gradually got more popular as social media has made the world smaller. But when I was there, I didn't celebrate it. So when I first experienced Halloween, it was in college, and it was the funnest time ever. (laughs) Dressing up, bars parties, shots, drinking. Oh, my God. I just want to be 19, 20, 21 again. And that's my excuse this Halloween. Adult for sure. All right, Alex, what scores are you giving everyone 0 to 10? See, this is tough because I was really thinking about it. And I think it's a little – the one thing it's better about being a kid is the collection of the candy, of the different candy. When you're an adult, you don't get to go out to other people's houses and collect candy. If you do it as an adult, you're just, you know. <laughs> Driving yeah. a white van around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I got to give it a little bit to, to the kids. As an adult, it, it's 
it is fun, but it's a different kind of fun. Um, there, there's a lot less joy um, in it as an adult. There's a little bit more of the joy as a kid. So I'm going to say eight, seven, and six. All right. Well, coming up. I experienced up. joy with the sexy nurse costumes. Yeah. More Halloween yeah. debating on the Hollow Argument special. This is Master Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'm Dennis Foley. Joining us this week on the Master Debaters Hollow Argument special, we have Miho from Energy 941, Guy David, and James Pledger from the San Antonio Sports Star. They're all working to coerce or judge Alex from Long Island, New York, to give them more points than their fellow competitors. So let's see them make that happen. State your case on Master Debaters. So our competitors before the show came in with a topic they wanted to discuss and present to our judge. They will get 60 seconds to do exactly that. Now, during those 60 seconds, if the other combatants wish a challenge, they will get 30 seconds each after the case is done being presented. After all those challenges, the original presenter gets 30 seconds of their own to address the challengers. If they change the topic from what they had sent in before the show, it's going to be an automatic five-point penalty. There are also more points at stake. Our judge can now give up to 20 points or can take away up to 20 points from everyone, whether they presented the original argument, made a challenge, or chose to stay quiet. So do you guys want to guess who is our court, current uh, point leader this point in the show it's not me what are the guesses again Mio do you want to take a guess Mio I said me correct answer is James Pledger so you get to start with your 60 second argument all right the New York Times just published an article saying that the tainted Halloween candy myth just won't go away people are freaking out on Twitter about tainted candy again with people giving out edibles to children because it is packaged like regular Cheetos or Sweet Tarts or Sour Patch Kids. I just want to know where were all of these when I was a kid? How come I've never accidentally stumbled across somebody that wanted to hand out some edibles as I was trick-or-treating, whether it was a kid or as an adult now? I haven't seen it in my entire life and i just gotta say this has to be a myth why does this myth keep coming back every year because i've never met anybody who's ever found anything other than candy in their bags it's always candy it's never been edibles it's never been razor blades it's never been a book of nothing just candy it appears there were no challenges. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, what score are you to give everyone? Negative 20 mm. to 20 for the argument and lack of arguments. Well, the argument is I, I kind of understand. But, you know, when when I was a kid, I don't know how old I am compared to uh, my my esteemed companion. Uh I, 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 the edibles weren't a thing. Uh, it was just, you know, or if they were a thing, it was a homemade thing. It wasn't, you know, there wasn't a market for it. Uh, uh, I, 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 I say, uh, I'd give it a 10. Okay. 
I mean, can, can I challenge you? Is it too late? It's too I late now. Press the button. It's too late now. But uh, <laughs> Alex, what scores do you want to give to Guy and Miho for deciding to abstain? Uh, I'll give Guy like I'll, I'll throw him five points because he wanted a challenge, but he didn't. Uh, and Miho, uh, uh, I'll just leave it flat. Okay. Well, Thanks for giving me something. I didn't know there was what button to press. <laughs> Miho, it's your turn for your 60-second argument, which starts now. So my uh, my topic is that uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas is a top three Halloween movie of all time. And reason number one, it is so good that there was no need for a sequel, unlike uh, the Halloween movies where there's 25 Michael Meyer movies. There's about 15 Freddy Krueger movies. Um, there's about 17 Alien movies. Like, it's just so good. There's no need for a second one. Um, also, unlike other Halloween movies, it's good for two holidays, actually, because you could actually watch it at Christmas as well. Um, so there's that. Um, it has one of the catchiest songs of all time for a Halloween movie. Um, this is Halloween. Um it has a wiener dog for Rudolph, which is amazing. And um, it was written by one of the greatest writers of our time. Um, forget his name. <laughs> um, Tim Burton. And it was scored by Danny Elfman, who's a legend. It's, per- it's a great movie. It's perfect. All right, James Pledger, a 30-second uh, uh, challenge. I love The Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's... Top three? Come on, you're talking about Halloween classics like the movie Halloween, which is jump scares and thrills, and that's what scary movies are supposed to be around Halloween. The new Stall movies. You talk about Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street, terrified me as a kid. Poltergeist, and it was mentioned earlier as the top costume of all time, Ghostface and Scream. One of the top Halloween movies of all time. All right. And a 30-second rebuttal from Miho. Um, It's also good for all ages. Like, those movies are great. But, you know, like, I wouldn't want my six-year-old watching Halloween or Scream. But they could watch this. Like, it's good for all ages. That's why it's also a perfect movie. Because whether you're six or 66... You could still watch it and love it. That's why it's great. I also feel like Guy needs a challenge. He hasn't figured this out. <laughs> I still can't figure it out. <laughs> Alex, what scores are you giving our debaters? Negative 20 to 20 for the Halloween movie argument. Uh, Miho gets... Uh... I think he made a very good argument. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him uh, 17 points. Um, uh, James, I'll give 10 points. And and um, guy just keeps trying, but he doesn't quite <laughs> seem to have the technology down. So I, I, I will I will throw him seven points. Did I miss something? Can I just say that the points that I never got to make because I didn't know how to challenge would have blown everything out the water? They were the, they were, they were the best arguments. You'll never get to hear them, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Well, you get your turn with your 60-second argument, which starts right now. Okay. Netflix's 
Squid Game, a Korean horror miniseries, is now the highest watched, most watched Netflix series ever, which is unbelievable. And if you haven't watched it, it's a horror movie about people in severe debt playing children's games with deadly, gruesome consequences for a huge cash prize for the winner. Now, a school in New York, three schools in New York, the principal has come out and said, no kids are wearing Squid Game costumes for Halloween. And Squid Game's costumes are currently the most sold Halloween costume. This was in USA Today, Washington Post, New York Times, ABC, The Today Show. I saw this story everywhere, and I don't get it. When I went to school in Australia, I didn't want to wear a blazer, but I wore a blazer because I had to. I didn't want to wear a tie, but I wore a tie because I had to. I had to do what the school teacher says. This shouldn't be news. You can still wear the costume outside the school. It shouldn't be headline news that you have to go to... I don't know. This shouldn't be news. Do what the teacher says. Don't wear it. Wear it on Halloween night. All right. Ten minutes felt quick. Yeah. <laughs> Pledger, you have your you're the first with the thirty second challenge. Starts now. I'm not upset about a squid game costume coming to school. It's not that big of a deal if you're allowed to wear costumes to school. What should be completely out of the realm of possibility for students to wear is what went on. In a small town, I believe here in Texas, in which a kid dressed up as a member of the Ku Klux Klan to go to school. That should be a punishment to where they should not be in school. I'm going to say while back in school after that. Miho, your 30 second challenge. Um, yeah, I don't really like I don't understand why they're all up in arms, and I also haven't seen Squid Game, so I don't even know what the show... Like, I understand the show premise, but I don't know it. Um, I just think it's... If anything, it's just a lazy costume. Like, they, they all walk around looking like the, the PlayStation logo. Like, I don't... Like, why would I want to dress up like that? Like an X, a zero, and a triangle. <laughs> it's, come on, do something better. <laughs> Ian M&M. <laughs> hey, that's a perfect costume. And Guy, your 30-second rebuttal. Well, that was exactly my point. If the teacher says don't wear it, there is a reason the teacher's saying don't wear it. Like you don't want the kids dressing up in a KKK costume. I don't know why people are up in arms about this. It's one day at school. The teacher says don't do it. The principal says don't do it. There's a reason behind it. Don't do it. It doesn't have to be headlines all over America everywhere I Google. Calm down, people. All right, Alex, what scores are you giving out negative 20 to 20? Ooh, this is a tough one because, yes, I, I, as someone who lives in New York, yes, but I've seen the – it's been plastered all over the place, this, this no-squid game costume. My question is to the parents or why are you letting your kids watch squid game? This is not – it may sound like a, a nature documentary to you, but, you know, vet things before you let your kids watch them. Uh, but that, that notwithstanding, uh, guy, I'll give you, uh, 18 points, uh, Fletcher and Neo, you're 
you're, you didn't really uh, add or subtract anything. Although I will say, um, I went, the minute I saw I heard about a kid um, dressing up as Ku Klux Klan, I immediately thought back to original OG South Park Cartman, uh, like first season Halloween episode, uh, which was hysterical because they all had the pink eye and it was the funny one. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, uh, 10 points for both of you. Okay. Well, coming up, come down to one final fight. Who's going to win the hollow argument special? Find out next. Smash Rebaters on KTSA. From 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. And it's the hollow argument special of Master Debaters this week. We have, in this battle, Miho from Energy 941, Guy David, and San Antonio sports star James Pledger, who are trying to convince our judge Alex from Long Island, New York, that their argument is, in fact, the best argument. But it comes down to one final fight. Closing arguments. This is where it all gets decided in a four-minute melee. I'm going to give out the topic, and our three debaters will have to hash it out amongst themselves for a whole four minutes. No more, no less. And at the sound of the final buzzer, our judge will give each combatant up to 100 points or can take away up to 100 points. The person with the fewest points will get a 15-second head start, and then everyone else can join in after a little bell has rung. So you guys want to guess who has the fewest points at this point of the show? Guy. Guy. The correct answer is Guy. So the topic, <laughs> what is the scariest thing ever? Is it heights? Is it being stalked? Is it being stabbed by a serial killer? What's the scariest thing ever? Guy gets a 15-second head start. It's a four-minute argument that begins right now. It's snakes in Australia. If you ever go to Australia, we have six of the seven deadliest snakes in the world. So if you get bitten by a snake, you don't even call an ambulance. You don't even call the hospital. You look at the sky and enjoy the last few moments of your life. There is nothing scarier than that, where there is no way out. And they can appear under rocks. They can appear in your toilet. They can appear under your sofa. There's nothing that's stopping them. It's snakes. Beat that. Oh, man. I mean, that is pretty terrifying. I'm not a fan of snakes. But I would say, like, being compromised in, like, a porta potty is pretty terrifying as well. <laughs> like, I would never want to, like be stuck in uh, like a tornado or like without toilet paper in a porta potty because those things are vile. <laughs> like you might as well just look up to the sky if you're in there compromised too. <laughs> I it's hard to argue snakes because it is absolutely my top fear. And you're right, everything in Australia just wants to kill you. But yep. for me, outside of a snake it would be like being on a faulty roller coaster and being flung from it. Like if you've ever been latched into something and it feels a little loose and all of a sudden it kind of pops open in the middle of the ride, that is terrifying. 
You feel like you're having to hold on for dear life just to keep you from flinging off to your death in the middle of a loop-de-loop. I don't know what it is about things like that. Those throw rides, I still do them, but I did have one kind of go haywire on me once, and it is one of the most terrifying experiences of my entire life. Also, like on a on a real serious basis, like sleep paralysis is pretty terrifying. Where, like, you're stuck in like in real life, but not in real life. You're in like this dream world. Um, I had a roommate who it happened to often, and he would just wake up screaming because he was stuck in this middle world that he envisioned. And I never wanted on me because he would come out of his room crying, like a grown man crying. He was like, I was stuck and I couldn't do anything. I was yelling your name, but I, you couldn't hear me. Is this so, like Requiem for a Dream or something? I've actually never seen that movie, so I don't know what you're talking about. But I mean, sleep paralysis sounds terrifying and is probably pretty scary, even though I've never experienced it. But I've seen it firsthand happen to someone. So well, what about... That, that, that's got me thinking, what about, and I know this has happened, waking up in the middle of surgery and still being paralyzed from the anesthesia, but yeah, you can see what's happens. going on and hear what's going on, but you can't say anything and can't move as yeah, you're that... getting worked on. Oh, I mean, man. as long as you can't feel it. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, but your chest is wide open. Like, you know what the hell's going on. That'd be terrifying as well. I yeah, mean, there's... speaking of terrifying, what about quicksand? You take a wrong step, all of a sudden you start sinking. The more you try and get out, the more you start sinking. And all of a sudden you're just going to basically be suffocated. And it's there's literally nothing you can do about it except look up at the sky and breathe in your last breath. Yeah, but like as a kid, they made it seem like quicksand was going to be more of an issue than it was like than it is. Like I've never encountered quicksand in my life. Like has anybody ever encountered quicksand no. I mean, there's a little right off 410 over off of San Pedro, kind of off in the corner. You got to be careful over in that area. Really? Is quicksand even real, though? Is that make believe? <laughs> it is my office. No, it's fake. It's made up. I don't believe quicksand. <laughs> it has to be a real thing, like in the jungle somewhere. No, I don't. It's fake. It's made up. Fake news. <laughs> okay. So, Alex. What do you think of those arguments? Negative 100 to 100. This is tough because all of those things are the things that keep me up at night, and especially the waking up uh, in the middle of surgery. But, but also why, a lot yeah. of talk about looking at the sky. A lot of sky talk. There is a lot of sky talk, but the original sky talk was basically was Guy saying – you just look up at the sky because that's all. That's it. You're done. If the snake gets you in Australia, those snakes don't bother calling nine one one or the Australian equivalent. Um, uh, you, you're you're done. You're finished. Just call the undertaker. Uh, that 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 that's that's pretty effing scary. Uh, waking up in the middle of surgery. That. That is one of the things that scares me most, especially if I'm ever going to have surgery, uh, <laughs> which there's definitely a, more, a better chance of me having surgery in my lifetime than me getting bit by a snake in Australia. Um, uh, these are all um, 
definitely things that 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 make you uh, void yourself. Uh, oh, and the porta potty that 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 that's also scary, but that's scary on a different level. That's that's more of a human level because um, that's I guess the most likely thing to happen is being caught in a. I mean, being caught although being caught in a porta potty in a tornado with no toilet paper that's that's very specific. That's Never very specific. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm giving Miho uh, 40 points. I am yeah. giving James 50 points. And I'm giving Guy 80 points and the hope that he never goes back to his homeland and gets bitten by a stink. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's do some math here to see who this week's master debater is. Well, after minutes of very heated discussion in this hollow argument special here on Master Debaters, it's time to name this week's Master Debater. In third place, with 119 points, Miho. In second place, with 133 points, James Pledger, which means this week's Master Debater, with 156 points, Guy David. Congratulations, you get to celebrate with 60 seconds in the winner's circle. That starts right now. I just wanted to sort of pose a question to Texas. I didn't really plan a speech because I didn't think I was going to win. But if um, people can call in or get on the website or email or whatever, I'm in a predicament. My girlfriend is taking me to San Francisco to Napa Valley for Halloween which I'm very excited about. Never been to Happy Valley. I love wine. I love doing the chores and everything. And she surprised me with that. And it was a beautiful thing. But then she also surprised me with the matching pinatas we're going to dress as. And she's already said these colorful matching pinatas that we're going to be is going to go all over social media. And I don't want to be a pinata for Halloween. But how do I tell her that? Because she also dropped the price of a single piñata, which was $150. But I've been surprised with a trip to Napa Valley and a $150 piñata. I want to go to Napa Valley, but I don't want to wear the piñata. But both come as a package, and I don't know what to do about this. Please help me, Texas. All right. Go to the Facebook page, 550KTSA. Let, help out, Guy. He, he needs some advice here. So go and do that. We'll pass along the messages to you, Guy, and hopefully... Uh... It'll all work out there. Well, that's it. Big thanks this week to our three debaters. Miho from Energy 941, Guy David, formerly of KYGO in Denver, and San Antonio sports stars, James Pledger. And a big thanks as well to our judge, Alex, from Long Island, New York. Master Debaters is a production of XS Studios in KTSA San Antonio. You can learn more about Master Debaters online at KTSA.com. I'm Dennis Foley. This has been Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins.